Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Mario, and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate it. If you are joining us on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, join the Quick Stop F1 channel. Apple, Spotify listeners, get us that download, those five stars, comment on the episode, what you thought, etc. We have a Patreon with ad-free content. We have exclusive access to merch. And we are still looking for people to invite Nyasha to a wedding. <laughs> With me, as always, is the reason your Instagram timeline got a boost in quality and vibes. Because the Glossier <laughs> is back. Hello. She Hi. is the hardest working. No, I'm not done. I am not oh. done. <laughs> <laughs> grab my drink. She is the hardest working person in the business. And now she has a calibrated crystal ball. Mm. She's the number one reason we're all here. It is the best co-host in the world. It is Tasha. Well, thank you, Mario. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy to be back. I know. Welcome um, back. Yeah. Mario Hive was starving last week. I'm just letting you know. They were like, <laughs> uh, that's okay, my mom, we're talking about. My Mario? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure my other brother saw that Aww. one that one time. Yeah, like, that Mario Hive. All three people. We all go three. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was away. Well, yeah. I was away. Yes. You. Had a little bit of a, had a bit of a thing happen with the last race, last episode. Yeah. I watched last episode, yes. and I saw that during that episode, mm-hmm. we got to our little prediction section. Yeah. Hey, we did a good job. What happened during? Because I remember we, the Tasha's podium. I got, I right. got the podium. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me what happened with that. I mean, Tasha me and, predicted. No, I let think, me tell what you predicted. Oh. Let me tell the people. Let me tell the people. I'm sorry. Wait, this wait, is my fault. Before, I'm off. I'm off. Also, we're like sober right now. So that's like also sending me like this is amount of chaos. <laughs> so cheers. <laughs> you know, have a little bit of a drink, a little uh, happy She said, let's record yeah. on a Friday. I said, yes, of course. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Definitely available. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It'll go great. It'll go great. Look, Tasha predicted. What can happen? Yeah. A podium <laughs> of the free space. Perez and Signs. Jay from Wolfpack. By the way, shout out. Shout out, Jay. Wolfpack. That was great work. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he predicted Signs versus Stabbit and Perez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My prediction was MIA. Um, <laughs> turns out, what, what was that podium, Tasha? What was that I got podium, it. Monza? I get it. You got 100%. it exactly right. Yeah. Huh? You exactly see what happens when right. I stop fooling around and like t- take it serious? Like... You know, it's like I is have it a me? little tingly. Is six, it me? Six cents, if is you will. Is it me? Yeah. Am I holding you back? <laughs> May, you know what? No, I'm not going to say that because I feel like I'm delusional all on my own. Like, you know, I'm the first one to admit that. I just, I love being, I love thinking, you know, what could happen? What are the possibilities, you know? So, yeah, it was fun. I just, <laughs> I, I wish I could say that I'm not going to be looking at it, but I'm going to be right. looking at it. If next time your podium prediction is way off and, it's, and I'm here uh, and it's like, yeah. Awkward. Do I somehow cloud? Do I somehow cloud the crystal ball's judgment? Like, and then I'm gonna be super. I'm gonna be subconscious about that. And then you're gonna be like, no, don't worry. But I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, it's you. But no one's gonna tell you that it's you. You know what I'm saying? It's fun though. I like. I think our. I think we have so much fun. Like when we at the end, we're like, what? You know what podium? It's like yes, of course we know Max is gonna be a winner. You know, but it's fun to think outside the box of what could happen. You know, there's no prizes for getting it right. Unless you're trying to give me a prize or something, then I'll take it. 
gladly accept. What better prize than Ferrari <laughs> racing against each other in Monza? Oh, that was so good. Yeah, shout out to Ferrari for holding it down. I feel like the entertainment value for Monza, um, they carried the whole race for me. You had signs leading for 15 laps at the beginning which was kind of amazing to see. Um, and then toward the end, you had Charles and Carlos just kind of like going at it. And that for me was like the highlight because it's sort of like, I don't know, we're all waiting for Ferrari to kind of like do their classic Ferrari thing mm-hmm. where they like obviously fuck it up. And they were just on it this weekend. And it was kind of like a joy to like watch what their team could be like without, you know, being complete bozos all the time. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, though, it worked out. Uh, Fred Vassour definitely said, it. Uh, I think afterward, like, you know, he just let them fight. And it was mainly kind of like, uh, you know, just like a thank thank you to the Tifosi, like all the fans and stuff that were there watching them. So I really appreciated it from that sam- that standpoint of, you know, wanting to entertain the people. And they brought it. I mean, thankfully, it all worked out. But there were so many lockups. There were so many chances where times where, like, it just felt like this is all going to go wrong. You know, for them and and at their home race, it would have been nuts to see them uh, double DNF, but they kept it on the line. You know, Charles was very yeah. aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> very aggressive uh, yeah, at the end. yeah. He was he was moving on their braking, which I hear that's something you're not supposed not to supposed do. to do that. Yeah, um, but it was it was great, it, yeah. and and I think I think it's okay that they didn't crash. I yeah. think it's okay this time. I just thought it was fun that they let them fight. Yeah. Like I'm just sorry. Like the fact that you know we could be having these races every week you know not just for a special home race this could this could be the imagine imagine like this could what be our future you know what i'm saying like <laughs> wow two Ooh. two drivers from the same team battling it out like who would have ever thought so yeah I, shout out to fred did you see later um afterward when they were doing the driver interviews or like i think fred was doing an interview and uh charles walks by and checks his pulse <laughs> yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean look love everything that happened but yeah. fred Vissar said I told him to race, yeah, but low, but no risk. Well, objectively yeah. speaking, yeah. I, I, My thing is solely on risk, right? I mean, bad grade, bad grade. They, <laughs> they were they were going at it. I thought it was kind of funny though, because I'm like, I I think I heard them saying like no risk, and Charles basically went harder after that. He was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Mm, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't think I will. So I yeah, hear you. He couldn't stop him if they wanted to. I feel like it was just going to happen. I, I you are heard. Yeah. But I will do the opposite of what you said. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm going to do. That's what exactly. I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it would be unfair, Tasha. It would be so unfair of us to say that Ferrari only delivered on track. <laughs> that would be very unfair. Right. Because not only did they battle on track, Carlos Sainz doesn't just snatch podium. He snatches his watch bag <laughs> after it gets stolen. What the fuck? What, what is it with Ferrari drivers losing their watches? And then be like, just for my watch, I'm gonna be Batman this time. Just for my watch. The what fact, is it with that? like the fact that it's happened even more than once, I think is remarkable. You know two what I'm saying? Two different drivers. Two different drivers. It's a curse. <laughs> Why are y'all chasing down <laughs> muggers? Like <laughs> these watches are insured. You know what I'm saying? Like they will make you another one. You know, like they will why? make you another. <laughs> Richard Milley himself will be like, bro, it's not that big. It's not it's that deep. Not that serious. I don't need you running after. Like, I mean, I admire it though. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that they do go get their shit back and they're like, I don't know. You thought we were like some punk bitches because we drive in these cars or whatever. And we're petite and little and skinny. You thought we weren't gonna. 
But I don't know if I would. Everything you said is true, though. Personally, risk that. <laughs> exactly, which is why they're. It's just like being short. It's like people think they can punk you because you're like you know under five foot four or whatever. <laughs> this is a this exactly. is a safe place for short kings. Yeah, exactly. short kings. You are loved. You are queens, great. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't. I'm sorry. Short kings and queens. Short everybody. Yeah. Short you kingdom. Yeah, yeah. People don't talk enough about average height. Like five, you know, just a n- number right just out, out five there, ten, yeah. right. you know, just random number completely where you're not like six feet, so you're like right. that sucks. Somewhere but you're also five ten, so it's not like you know, like yeah. we don't talk about the average king, you know. Right. I'm, I'm just you guys, yeah, overlooked. I random, see random, yeah. randomly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know, just random. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The other place where Ferrari <laughs> was just winning. Um. There was a little bit of a Twitter thing. I heard about this <laughs> because there was so much drama with like. Monza, and then it's like, do they love Charles more than they love Carlos? What's the situation? And so <laughs> there's a tweet that's like saying, it, it literally says that at least Carlos Sainz has honor. And it's like, it, there's there's more to the tweet, but it's basically shit, shit talking about Charles Leclerc, and then at least Carlos Sainz has honor, and then it's Carlos Sainz's mom. <laughs> I'm amazed. Liking that tweet. That was so, like, shady, and I'm just so confused about, like, what the deal is with their family and Charles. Like, I feel like they truly just, like, don't like that kid. And it's like, I get it, because, you know, he kind of came from in the race, but whatever. Like, that's what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be fighting. And Carlos got the podium, so I don't even understand, like, the, the need to be online, like... You know what I mean? Talking shit or liking stuff about... Like, you literally about, won the, could, the, the most important thing. Right. Like, what are we, what's the issue? So, yeah, I, I, but we kind of sense that we talked about this like a while ago. It's like, there's been something brewing there between the teammates, like for a while. I mean, you see it with, you know, them uh, getting team orders and then not wanting to do that. Like they want to do their own thing. They all have their own strategy and they're not really like team players at this point. So it's, it kind of like feels like it's bubbling over um, since we've, you know, we're getting into what's that the first a big race reason for the break? Yeah, we, so we, we, we talked about the big reason. Yeah. One yeah. of those drivers has an extension, the other driver does not have yeah. an extension with Ferrari. Yeah, so <laughs> like, yeah, like that is a that I, I it's hard. Yeah, to, he wants hard, to be the number one. Carlos wants to be the considered the number one guy on the team, and it's just sort of like, yeah, it's not going to happen. So even yeah. with Max Verstappen's lead, if Checo had that, Ferrari would still be like Charles. We yeah. will do better. We, <laughs> right. will, get you. we, will, we will do better by you. Right, We're right, sorry. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I wanted to say that I watched the episode and I thought you did a great job. And Thank I have you. no idea why they even let me on this thing. And I have no idea why I do the <laughs> intro because you even do that great. So, like, if you could please dial it down just a tad. Yeah. Just a tad when I'm not around. That'd be great. That was that hard, though. We, I'm like, I have it? a newfound respect for it. But yes, because I'm just sort of like, wow, you really have to say like all of these things and leave this conversation. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> it's just not like you a natural amazing. thing. Thank you. you, you I appreciate it. Try to um, represent the team, like not be the one who fucks up the intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, right. We don't find the up the intro in here. Not in this house. That's shots to the main pod. That's no, no, our no. first ever shots to the main pod. Are we beefing now? We're not beefing. Not even no, a little. Not even and a little. And if we were beefing, I would lose. Okay? Right, right, no right, beef. Right, right. Um, with that said, we have got a pretty good episode lined up. We've got it. Uh, we're going to go into it in case you missed it segment. And then we're going to talk a little bit about a different topic that we'll mention. Mm-hmm. But for now... Um, remember to tweet your predictions for next week. Yeah. Uh, we do wait until after, after quality. Oh, after quality. 
So like in between right. quality, quality and yeah, we usually like wait about an hour to record. And yes. so, yeah. That is the correct statement. <laughs> um, also, Nyasha's birthday was the other day and he loves <laughs> attention. So um, yeah. he's still accepting belated birthday wishes. So make sure you stop by his socials and say happy Show birthday. Show him some if you love. Have yeah. Um, and finally, the haiku invitation was an open invitation mm-hmm. and it remains open. Yeah. So we've got a haiku for us. We will read it on the podcast. Yeah, we're trying to have a poetry slam on here, so provide us with content. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> quick ad break. <laughs> <laughs> so as Tasha and I like to do, mm-hmm. we've got some headlines that we think are interesting enough to mention. You might have missed them. Things that we're keeping an eye out for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without much further ado... Tasha, what do you got for us today? All right. So first up um, is F1 owner and Liberty, Liberty Media CEO Greg Muffet admitting basically that Max Verstappen's current domination is a challenge when it comes to selling the sport. Um, Motorsport basically did an art of, um, an interview and an article about it. And essentially, he says um, in the article, basically, that Stefano Domenicali is right is rightly trying to pivot and say, come watch this historic event. You've never seen success like this. You don't want to miss it. We'll see if that works. And I picked this headline or this article because it kind of uh, illustrates sort of what's happening between F1 fans and F1 media, where there's this big disconnect between, you know, obviously, we're trying to appreciate what we're seeing, but we're also trying to keep it like real, you know, that we're not, it's not as entertaining, I think, as they, uh, envision like this, this, this plan is not necessarily coming to fruition. So I don't know. It's just been interesting, like seeing sort of the back and forth between like Twitter users and F1 accredited journalists and, and pundits and stuff. Um, you know, and kind of like being gaslit, and then you have the fucking like owner of F1 coming out and basically confirming what we've all been saying, which is that this is a very hard sell. Like you can be appreciative of the dominance all you want. It still doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to grow the numbers uh, or retain your audience. So I don't know. What were you? Do you have any thoughts about this story? How are you feeling? How are you feeling about <laughs> how are you feeling about the fact that he is so he was so out in the open about mm-hmm. this is the product. Yeah. This is the product. Do you think he had and and now he's literally turning it around, which whatever, we we can talk about whether it's better to like admit it finally or just keep right. pushing what's not true. Right. But like I feel like you kind of saw this coming and I feel like yeah. This seems like a product. This <clears throat> this doesn't seem like, oh, where did this come from? Like what are your thoughts on that? Like like, what is his role in all this? Well, I mean, when, okay, so not to keep bringing up old shit, but, you know, when we're talking about like 2021, receipts here, we don't know you know, 2021 ended the way it ended, but the whole justification for that was, was entertainment. Like, I think when it comes to that justification and then you see what's happened um, since then, have having basically been less and less entertaining as time has gone on, um, it kind of like... I don't know. It just kind of punctuates the fact that it's like what we saw was some bullshit, basically. And now you can't even use justification that it's entertainment because you're essentially letting something that's not entertaining happen. Like kind of like this bed that they've lied, you know, made and they have to kind of like lay in it is sort of like they did it. They've been trying to sell that bed. They've been trying to sell us that bed. Yeah, they did it to themselves. So it's like you kind of back yourself into a corner and now you're admitting that 
it's not working. Um, when you read the article, I mean, it definitely they're very complimentary of of Max. Obviously, they're not going to come out and shit on, you know, him or yeah. anything like that. But, you know, there's some things in the article that essentially kind of confirm what people are saying, which is that, you know, no matter how uh, how much people appreciate the dominance or whatever, that whole like PR push for that is, has been we're, we've been seeing through it from the start. And so now when you're saying that Stefano's basically his whole thing is to his whole angle is to, you know, make it seem like it's historic and you don't want to miss it. It's like, OK, this is exactly the same articles that have been written by F1 Media. And now we're hearing it as coming from the CEO of F1. So, yeah, I think the I for me, it's just more like that relationship between the media and the fans. Once again, is just sort of like being tested and yeah. we're not on the same like wavelength at all. And we picked up from the jump like that this all seems manufactured. Um, and now essentially it has been all but confirmed. So and I think he also said something in this article about like, um, you know, Max is doing a great job and I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially says something like, you know, we can't like break his legs, essentially like um what is her name? Who this the fuck figure asked skater. You to do what? Literally, what is her name? <laughs> Tanya Harding, a la Tanya. You know what I'm saying? Like when she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do, yeah. I do. I do. So that's what he was saying. He's like, you know, it's not like we can break his legs or anything. And I'm like, why would you say that? Like, because what that, does that is have to the only. That, that is his capability of solving this issue. Right. But like, that is what he thinks would solve this issue. But do you understand how crazy that is for like the CEO of a marketing company to say the basically the only way we can make this compete? He's like the midfield is competitive. And I guess if we break Max's legs or something and it's like you're the marketing company, you should, first of all, know not to say that in an interview, but also it's like, so you agree it's not competitive and now you're trying to say something along the lines of like, well, if he gets hurt or injured, then it will really be interesting to watch. Like, I don't know. That's just like a weird thing to say. You know what I'm saying? Even on this like, podcast. Weird shit to say. Yeah. Even on this podcast, we are nice enough to say, if you just squint, if you just block <laughs> the name, right. you know, in no way, in no way are we like, hope he breaks his leg. That's fucked up. That'll you be. can't say that shit. And you're like, what like, the fuck are you saying? Like, Max, <laughs> I hope you don't break your legs, bro. <laughs> I hope your legs remain perfectly fine. That is insane. That's nuts what? to say. It's not even like the good like theater kind of like break a leg. It's not. He's genuinely saying somebody should bust his kneecaps. And I'm just sort of like, maybe you should have thought a little bit more about this interview before you opened your mouth. That's, I'll say this one last thing about that. In terms of like leadership in F1... Like the fact that anytime either of these guys give an interview, they're letting out more information than they intend to lets me know that they truly have no fucking idea like yeah. how to like um, how to actually do their jobs. Uh, if you can't even conduct a simple like interview about like the state of your sport without essentially alluding to breaking somebody's kneecaps, um, we need a new marketing company, maybe like the Netflix thing was great hats off you know but it just seems like with every bit of popularity that has come along with the sport both stefano and greg have taken every opportunity to also kind of undo that goodwill and undo the the interest in the sport and the justifications that they come up with are just very flimsy thinly veiled attempts at trying to sell something that they don't even themselves truly believe in you would not be saying anything of the sort if you believed that what we were seeing was actually historic and you know legendary and all that stuff like it wouldn't need to be something he's rightfully spinning it like 
what the fuck does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to be tell- you don't need to be telling us how the sausage is made. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's you threw so many people yeah, under even the bus. I know that because Tasha tells me not to do. That. Yeah, don't do that. Like, what is wrong? That's like, what are you doing? So they need a better comms person. They need a, they need some more people. Hearing you, involved, hearing you yeah. say all this made me think that because you you hit all this, you just didn't say it directly. Is like, is the let's these guys drive the boat, right? And Pre Netflix, pre F1 Twitter, <clears throat> they were very not very. They knew how to drive the sixteen foot boat that they were driving, and then in five years, this shit became a yacht, and it's like those two. You're just not capable anymore. You yeah. were fine at the other stuff. Yeah, but now it's like time and time again. It's a it's another uh, misstep, 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 misstep. And yeah. maybe maybe the boat's just too big for you now, man. Maybe yeah. you need more support. Maybe you need different people to man it. But like, it's not for you. It's not for you. Yeah, pass it on. I agree. Yeah. Pass, the, pass um, the sticks, yeah. Insane the max thing. Insane! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to find the dude, exact dude, quote, that but it was just st- like, why would you even go there? That's nuts to say. But that tells me that you thought mm-hmm. about it before because they're not, they're not creative people. Like, they thought of this before and they're like, yeah. I'm going to say that. Right. And it's like, that, that shows me the capability of him exploring ideas. The last thing I'll say <sighs> is yeah. not once does it say... <laughs> Turns not once, not once does it say, turns out the fans were right. Not once does it say, hey fans, heard you. Turns out it's not not the bat not what we want here, huh? Right. Not once. It's all like shit, can you believe this? It's actually not working. Yes, we can believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. See, you're already making me look bad because you just brought in that amazing discussion and I brought in this layup. Ricardo recovery and his future with Alphatari. So this is what we call this. This is, this is a layup. Um, so remember that Ricardo had that accident during mm-hmm. the uh, Dutch GP and FP2, but he recently shared a photo of his recovery on his socials. Mm. Um, he's in good spirits. Um, there's I tried to find like if there's any specific word on when exactly he plans on coming back. But there's still yeah. the whole, he says this thing, he says the other thing. Right. Hope, hope he comes back when he's ready and not a second before that. Um, wanted to package in this other thing, though, because this last week, the AlphaTauri CEO, mm-hmm. this is a direct quote. Uh, he, this is a, he said a lot of things with basically alluding to, we really like having an experienced driver mm-hmm. and a less experienced driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to come back to that. But... Mm-hmm. What one of the a part of what he said was, so whilst we give feedback to a young driver, the experienced one gives us feedback, and I am convinced you need to have these two mm-hmm. as a concept. I don't mind it; totally agree. Right. That's fine. Not that it's the only way to have an F one team, but it makes sense to have an experienced one and a less experienced one. Right. <laughs> Experience less experience. Lewis Hamilton, George Russell in Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Who's more experienced? Lewis. Experience less experience. Esteban Ocon, Gasly in Alpine. Oh. In um, Alpine. I'm going to say es- oh, oh, Esteban. Right? We're not talking about years. <laughs> right. We're talking about, we're talking about <laughs> who the veteran is in that team. Right. And Esteban Ocon is that veteran. I'm not going to do this exercise for all of it, but... Do I, if I say mm. experience like experience, 
Danny Ricardo or Yuki Tsunoda in Alphatari? Right. Are you like Danny Rick? Right. Absolutely. He's right. the experience. Yeah. I, that's that's one thing that it's like. I guess this is. I'm not gonna go super into it, but like we always have to shit on one to hype up the other. Mm. It's the only way we know how to do things here. It's like we have to talk well about one thing, but mm. we have to shit on like it's. It, I don't. We can just say they have a good relationship. Yeah. We can just say Ricardo brings experience that's useful. Yuki's helping him mm-hmm. with the Afatari thing. Cool. I like the driver pairing. I don't mind the driver pairing. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't. I just as simple as you say who's more experienced between Danny and Yuki in Afatari, and mm-hmm. you can convince me of either. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Yuki, at least from the interviews that he's given in the past about like different teammates, it seems like he does value having somebody experienced alongside him. I feel like to your point, he's very experienced on his own um, and he's been doing a great job. I actually also read, you know, about this topic and they were mentioning that maybe Liam Lawson was up for his seat. Yeah. So I felt some kind of way because I'm like, Yuki is basically carrying the team on his back. This is now his third teammate in a year or new teammate in a year. Um, and I just feel like it's just kind of like, seems like unfair a little bit that we're now basically talking about, oh, Liam gets a seat or is potentially in, in the running for a seat and Danny's in, potentially in the running for a seat, even though, you know, he's going to miss half the races essentially that he came back for. And it's like Yuki's meanwhile carrying the team. I feel like he's doing a good job. And I don't, I just don't understand like how we've arrived at the conclusion that Yuki's the one that loses a seat into next year. Like that's just wild to me. The the calculus there is wild to me. I will say Liam's doing a great job and I would love to see him stay on the grid somewhere, but it's also only been two races. So it's like, it also is kind of early to, to say that a little bit. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. Like there's that experience versus inexperience on a team um, but AlphaTauri to me is just one of those teams anyway that I feel like is, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's almost like, why are they there? You know, it's supposed to be a program to bring young drivers up the, you know, to oh, the main. We're going to go into it. We're yeah. going to go okay, into okay. it. I won't, I won't jump the gun then. But yeah, I'm just like. Why are they? Yeah. First off, why does Red Bull own them? Let's get that shit out. We've been right. saying. We've been saying Red Bull brings no value to, to yeah. AlphaTauri brings no blah. I can't handle it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yuki, Yuki Danny, cool. Liam Lawson, good for him. But I yeah. don't know that we need to be talking about this. The only... <laughs> either Yuki goes to Aston Martin in 2026. Mm-hmm. That'd, be, that'd be cool. Or they bring him to Red Bull. And I don't want to see him go through that. Um, yeah. I just don't want to see him go through that. And mm. finally, since we just, you know, we're covering... Uh, this is this is uh, AlphaTauri Watch. Mm. Um we saw Mattia Binotto hanging around that paddock <laughs> in Monza. Yeah, sneaking around. Tossed his out. We've mm-hmm. covered that before. Is Mattia Binotto in? Mm. Do you want to see him back? I, I um, mean, I'm curious what he can yeah. do at Alpine if that ends up being the case. Alphatari. I thought he was, oh, I thought it was for Alpine. Okay. I thought it was for, I thought it was for Alphatari. You might be right. <laughs> 
we will, we will we will definitely address that in a second because I thought I this was like Alpine this watch. My brain. But but yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it was Alphatauri watch, but that became Alpine watch. Right. We have fun here. We have fun here. Who knows? <laughs> it's fine. It, it, whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure in we'll either be case, soon. in either case, I, think it's I, Alpine. I, think I feel like I feel like he is somebody who I'd be interested in seeing in a different team setting. I just to see you know how effective as a leader he is. Um, both of the teams could use uh, somebody like Bonotto at least. I mean. He has great experience, speaking of experience. So, I mean, it would be interesting, again, to see him sort of uh, just lead another team in the midfield. They kind of all need all the help they can get. So, yeah. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. I I feel like my brain, breaking my brain a little bit, but that's fine. That's what happens when you take a day, day, (laughs) uh, episode off, you become terrible. Right, right. No, it's fine. You're fine. I'm talking about me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Can we move on to the next topic so I can pretend that I didn't just do all that mess? You're fine. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So next up, uh, we have a report from AMUS. They're basically saying that the FIA is close to accepting um, Andretti's bid to becoming the 11th team on the grid. Now, the only problem with that is that even with FIA approval, Formula One, like management and uh, other teams and stuff have to also approve of this application. So they're not necessarily in the clear, but this kind of goes back to what we were talking about a while ago on a uh, a past episode where we were kind of saying that, you know, um, F1 and the FIA are on like two totally separate pages when it comes to having a new team on the grid. Um, From the article itself, it kind of just, it just says sort of like if Andretti gets the FIA contract, that's only half the battle. Then Formula One management deals with the applicant. Andretti has to show that he brings commercial benefit to the sport and isn't just there to get a share of the premium cake. His name is Andretti. Bro. (laughs) And I'm not saying Andretti in the world, but like we're talking about racing and his name is Andretti. Yeah. Do you know what's crazy about name recognition? Because I was thinking about this and I was like, I didn't even realize when I got my first ever like PlayStation as a kid, I got it for Christmas one year. One of two games my my dad bought me was like Street Fighter, whatever it was from that year and Andretti Racing. And I used to play the shit out of that. Like all I had no idea. I was like racing like F1 cars or whatever they were like. It was just like fun, you know, racing. So it is interesting, like here in the States, a lot of people know of him, you know, and if the U.S. is like a huge market that they're trying to still tap into, um, it just kind of seems stupid. Like, honestly, like an own goal type of thing to like not approve him and also to disrespect him. You know what I'm saying? Like if he's got the application, the fees and he's doing everything they're asking for them to make up some shit about like why he can't be on the grid and add value. It just feels like, I don't know. It just kind of feels like the pot calling the kettle black sort of situation. <laughs> like what are we doing here? Cause there's multiple teams that could definitely go right now. That would uh, just them not being there would add value to the sport. So <laughs> I think to like, to, to shit on somebody like Andretti, like regardless of, you know, if he's going to come in and like, you know, take more of the pie than which I don't even see that happening but I just think that that's it just looks also just really stupid to to, to say that about somebody like that Tasha and I are willing to record the following content piece for Andretti <laughs> it's very simple we are just going to go and talk to the masses we're going to yeah. talk to everybody we're going to interview so many people and it's going to be a really easy question I'm going to give you five names one of these names I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to give you five names which of these is in racing and we'll use I'm sorry to do this to you. I'm sorry to do this to you, sir. I respect and admire you. This is just because it works for the example. 
Go to random people, not F1 mm-hmm. fans, just random people everywhere in the world, especially in the US, and be like, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, Andretti, which of these is a racer? They're going to know Andretti. Yeah. So it's like, and there, and like so much push for an American driver because we need that American dollar. Right. It feels like Andretti is the real strategy to Hello? America. Like, <laughs> Not America, then, North America. Uh, like, right. <laughs> It's just sort of like, that's what I'm like going back to what I just said. It's like the people who are the leader, the leadership of Formula One, to me, they just shoot themselves in the foot. All of this marketing, all of this, um, you know, all of these new fans, all this interest, all these boosts and ratings, people buying tickets left and right. And it's genuinely all going to shit. The more decisions that they make, it just feels like they are going to continually make the sport worse and also damage the reputation of formula one in the process like imagine all the reputation of f1 but Mm. you know what i'm saying like we'll talk a little bit about that right (laughs) yeah i i just for me it just to to me it just feels like there's so many uh pr opportunities for them to just get some good easy solid pr easy easy wins Mm -hmm. fundamentals they are like no fuck that we're doing it the hard way. Not for us. So not only do you have a season where basically one team is probably going to win all the races. Like, let's be real. They're probably going to win all of the races, which even is... If we're, even if we're discussing the... the what, okay, they don't win two races. Who the fuck cares? They won all the other ones. Anyway. Right. Like <laughs> 99% of the races, um, which is, you know, out of their own mouths, having to spin that and try to make it interesting and seem like, you know, you can't miss it. Then you've got this whole situation with Andretti. You have other stuff happening uh, that, again, we'll get into. It's just sort of like, mm, when are we going to start <laughs> trying to turn the ship around a little bit? Because it really does feel like y'all are trying to like drive that shit off the edge of the earth. Like You're saying just... we're going to go somewhere else, but we keep going to the edge. And you keep saying that we're going to turn, but you oh. keep going to the edge. So I'm like concerned. Are we going to the edge? It seems like we're going to the edge. Ooh, yeah. And I'm not a flat earther, <laughs> so let me clear that up right now. But I'm just saying like it just feels like the people in charge are just not um, capable. Up to it. Yeah, they're not capable. So. And I don't want to. I don't want to say like inept, because <laughs> if F one got to this point and they're quote unquote driving the ship, then something had to be done correctly for it to grow. We can talk about possibilities of other people doing it, and so it would have grown yeah. more. But F one is in a better. Ooh. Actually, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> well, I was going to say, F1 I mean, one like, is in a better place financially, but currently, short term, I think that's you know, there's short term gains you can't deny, like. They're making mm-hmm. money. They're, you know, everything looks up right now, but it doesn't feel like there's like a long-term goal in place. And the more that they talk and open their mouths and shoot themselves in the foot, I just feel like they're not thinking of those repercussions. Like some of the stuff you're not going to get people back from. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's already a niche I, sport I, I, to begin with. And and you're you're just some people, even long-term fans, you know, like I'm seeing comments like I I unsubscribed and I'm I haven't watched a race all season. Like that's nuts. I think I can summarize what you're yeah. saying. It just came to me listening to you. We've got a <laughs> we've got a ton of momentum. Yeah. F1 Correct. has had a ton of momentum in the last who cares years, five years, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we as fans do not see any plan. Mm-hmm. Or any good indication that we are going to capitalize on that momentum to create a greater product. Right. It just seems like y'all are okay with what we got. And like, right. 
get used to it and enjoy it because our pockets are fine. So like, exactly. And I mean, that's great. I mean, so much momentum, but honestly, that's a playbook out of all, like, look at, uh, look at Elon and Tesla, right? Like we, everybody wanted a Tesla five years ago. Couldn't fucking, everybody wanted a Tesla pre-orders, everything. And now look, and I mean, you could read stories about people's cars coming and shit's like not al- aligned properly. They can't get uh, mechanics to work on it because there's like a, you know, a delay, whatever. But then you have Elon damaging the brand basically single handedly every time he opens his mouth, every time he tweets, just because you somebody. See the last thing, right? What last thing? They were, they were showing, they were showcasing um, Tesla's auto drive situation. Yes. I don't know oh if it was improved God. or something. Homie was texting the whole time. <laughs> and police were like, nah, that didn't happen. We right. weren't there. We didn't see it. Oh, that's illegal? No, but we were there. Right. So we can't do anything. Oh, there's a whole recording of it. The whole yeah. the, the whole time that they use for marketing. No, we 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 didn't see yeah. it. Yeah. It's just wild. So it's just like uh it's just like for me, it's just like latest in the chain of like these billionaires and multimillionaires who like just because they're rich doesn't mean that they're smart. Like, just because they have amassed all this wealth and all of this influence and power doesn't mean that they were actually smart. And we, I think, are seeing a huge era of that, of the dumb ass billionaires, people who have it good, have it good. Bob Iger at Disney. Disney doesn't need you coming out and speaking out against people on strike. You make hundreds of millions of dollars a year in bonuses. How does that look? Who's going to want to go watch a magical Disney movie? Now, because you knowing that they put money in your pockets and this is how you feel about the working class like citizen. And because you're no longer one of us, you know what I'm saying? Like what's crazy to me is you could just shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. We could just not hear you. I mean, I need to run a PR firm. That's what that's what the hell my PR firm would be. Like, shut the Page fuck one, up. Shut LLC. The fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like hey, hey, stop th- talking. Th- that thought that thought in your head? Yeah. Just keep it there. Don't say shit. Oh, good. Just, just keep it there. Oh, we're going to starve them out. Okay. Well, that God. sounds great coming from a CEO. Like, so anyway, I feel like this is the same thing happening in F1 where you just have a lot of people yep. making a lot of money. And to your point, uh, it worked somehow for a very long time, mm-hmm. but we're in a new era where people are very aware of everything, class consciousness, all of that stuff. And yeah, you look, you just look crazy now coming out and basically trying to be the, you know, Scrooge McDuck and, you know, we're making money, so we don't care what the product is and you'll buy it regardless. And it might work short term, but long term, I think you're going to have a huge problem um, getting people to come back and trust that, you know, it's worth it. Everything stays the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Speaking of changing. Yes. Anything, something. Right. uh, I read about some possible 2025 rule tweaks mm. to combat aero 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 performance. <laughs> uh, most recently, most recently, uh, Carlos Sainz Jr. was talking about uh, how the ability to race behind a car mm-hmm. has slowly but surely uh, become more and more difficult. Yeah. Um, and then Nicholas Tombasis from the FIA, ever heard of them, said that we're about to get educational up in here. <laughs> <clears throat> Based on a car being two car lengths behind him. Mm-hmm. So racer, two cars, other car. Based on that, the reduction of aero load. I'm trying to say A-E-R-O. This is one. Aero. Aero. 
arrow. Thank you. This is when English as a second language is like, what's up, boy? <laughs> so the arrow load was in 2021, 50%. Mm-hmm. So it means it was 50, 50%. The higher the number implies the worse the conditions are to chase, to be behind a person. Right. So then we have the regulation changes. 2022 hits, we go from 50% reduction to 20% reduction. Mm. So this was when we saw, shit, maybe these cars are meant to race, are meant right. to be closer to each other. But now, 2023, they've gone back up to 35%, which mm. is the reason I'm bringing numbers is because it's a literal thing that cannot be debunked. It's literally more difficult to chase than it was yeah. in previous years. So we are at a point where we went from 20 to 35, that's 15%. We're at a point where we can go poof, back to 50 if right. we increase 15%. Or, you know, fix that shit and come back to 20. Right. Um, and they did say that Carlos Sainz was right. And I'm sure he <laughs> loved that. He's like, I'm another sure win. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. It's like, I can't stop winning, man. Right. Did I tell you about that time that I got my watch back from Burglars? Yeah. It was crazy. He had a great weekend. Um, Good for him. Yeah. To, to, to keep on with the education, um, arrow load <laughs> reduction, like mentioned, reduces mm-hmm. the ability to follow a car. But then what complicated is complicated it is that cars were developed with a concept called outwash, which mm-hmm. makes it uh, so that the airflow is diverted away from the wing and the tire. For what? Because we went from 50% to 20%, so we needed to find a way to compensate. Now we go to 35%, and we're still using the design that we have that we're using to compensate. So now right. we're compensated for something that's worse. So now we are making it worse. Yeah. So there's a whole, there's a whole like summation of things that aren't working. And apparently in 2025, it's going to be hmm. tweaked. Well, it sounds great and cool. Hope it happens. I yeah. don't believe it. You don't believe it'll happen. <laughs> I don't believe it'll happen. Just like the, <laughs> and not, not that I think this is the same, but it's like, it, it gives, it gives tire warmer energies to me. Yeah. Where it's like, we definitely need to talk about this yeah. next year. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I don't know how I feel. I feel like I may be the same as you. I feel like they'll tweak it, but I, I would be curious to see what actually. I hope they do. It happens they do. from it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm curious how we went from, like how we went from 20 to 35. Yeah. Because I thought the, all these things were so heavily regulated, but whatever. Right. Last <laughs> thing we have for the, in case you missed it, I wanted to run this by you, Tasha, because we, we like to keep at least a little bit of tabs on the F1 Academy stuff to yeah. talk about it when we have the chance. And so I read that the seventh and last round for the F1 Academy is mm-hmm. October 20 to 22nd, mm. which is the Austin GP. And I checked the standings. And for this last round, mm-hmm. um, it looks like Marta Garcia from Spain is going to run away with a championship. She has a 48-point lead. Oh, wow. But we have Lena Bueller from Switzerland mm. in second place with 187 points. And we have Honda Alcoabasi in third with 179 points. So it looks like Austin is going to decide second yeah. and third place for that championship. That's so that'll exciting. Be, Right? I think that's a little added added thing to keep track of during Austin. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like F1. Everything behind P1, everything from P2 down. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. Unless yeah. you break their legs. Yeah. Which, don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, not us. Yeah. <laughs> not us. I mean, unless we're being attacked somehow, but like, I don't see that happening. Anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Are- it's also supposed to be, sorry. It's also supposed to be televised <laughs> as well. 
I believe so. Uh, this yeah. should be the no. And next season will yeah. be televised. Well, I meant like we'll be on F1 start TV. This, yeah. this season. I think this because it's the last one. I believe they're also going to televise this one. That's so that should we'll be talk fun. About we'll that get to watch it. Yeah, comes around. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was in case you missed it. But we have one more topic to go. And wow, Oof. is it a do, wow? Do I love? Let do me get I my love? Ma- do I love making a Formula One podcast? <laughs> Where I only have to talk about cool race stuff, race like racing cars. Ah. I love that about this sport. But we're going to go to a break first where we're going to definitely talk more about race cars and race drivers and nothing nefarious. We'll be right back. (laughs) And we are back. And Tasha's got her drink. And I will be grabbing mine in a second as well. So. Yes. As as, as it apparently has become a... Tradition in our podcast because he insists in making a tradition. This is what I call this section is what I will call the Empire Strikes Back to back to back to back to back because <laughs> shocker, we are here to talk about comments that uh, Helmut Marco said recently, yeah. and we're going to cover a lot of it, and we're going to cover a little timeline of it as well because we don't make up shit like for example mexico being in south america we actually talk about things that we know and things that are true um only caveat is we are about to talk about marco which means we might say the name marco a lot and i i think tasha you agree as well Mm -hmm. are asking our audience whether you're watching or whether you're listening to do us a solid do us a a huge favor please Tasha and I need to have this podcast not last two hours. So we will be saying Marco. The favor that we are asking you is to please, whenever you hear us say Marco, if you want to think about this or maybe replace our words with it, we love it. <clears throat> if you hear Tasha or I say Marco, please replace it with the following. Master Chef mastered mixing ingredients. He mastered mixing racism and xenophobia. F1 teams wish their cars could take turns the same way he takes turns from racism to race criticism. Man, like, oh, I'm racist. Oh, now I'm talking about placements. (laughs) He's the guy who's constantly pushing the meta on how to double down on being a tragedy of a human being, but then having your HR and marketing department apologize for you. I have no doubt that AI will never be powerful or efficient enough to ever replace this level of toxicity. He is the perpetual racist bar raiser mm. and he is the godfather of scum. Oof. So if y'all want to think about that instead of Marco, whenever we Bars. say Marco, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Because uh, if AI learns I, from I, him, I, we're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. Like that's a, that's a yeah. fast track to fucking... <laughs> I, I was wondering because like, you know, like you mentioned earlier, ESL. I was just wondering... um, Word in the English language for someone who takes revenge on literally anyone who coincidentally is not the same pigmentation as them. Hmm. And they do it on a weekly basis, but they're actually taking revenge on people that haven't done shit to that person. Is there like a word for that? Or like, Hmm. I don't, I... I, Uh, That's a great question. I think there's many words for that. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So let's give a little bit of context to this shit. Um, Marco, Marco recently said, the first thing he said... Talking about Checo is let's remember that he is South American and so he is not as focused as Max Verstappen or Sebastian Vettel. But racing is his forte. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I'm gonna be completely racist. I'm gonna be an F. Woo! But then I'm gonna talk about racing. Yeah. 
you know? Like, like, I'm going to say something. Entendre, yeah. I'm going to say something terrible. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to talk about race. Ooh. Which one, though? Exactly. You know, that's, that's interesting. Keep guessing, he is, yeah. he is the type of guy that he'll say, I'm going to talk about race on an F1 paddock. And in an F1 paddock, and you're like, damn, I have no idea which race. Uh, I don't know where this conversation is going to go. What is, what is, where are we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brace um, yourselves, yeah. So after he said the South American thing, he said racing as a forte and he had a very good race overthinking three drivers in George Russell and the Ferraris. And that was not easy. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> then, oh, I, I guess just, I have to. Geography, fun fact, geography time. Mexico shares a large land border with the United States, mm. but it's isolated from South America. It is a giant island in the Southern Hemisphere. Therefore, from a strictly geographic point of view, Mexico lies firmly in North America. We like things that are true here. Yeah. Super sorry. Thought so far before I go on with this, unless you want me to go on with this plethora of great things. I, you finish the timeline and then we can okay. talk because I'll go okay. on forever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Super shocking. Um, he says the first thing and then he comes back with... Uh, I lost it. Yeah. Instead of apologizing, he goes and says, it wasn't meant that way. I meant that as a Mexican, he's like, I can't call him a South American anymore. So I'm just going to hit closer. Yeah. Yeah. I meant that as a Mexican. My bad. Yeah. He has a different mentality than a German or Dutch, bro. Why why are you overreacting? I just meant that because he's Mexican, he's a lesser human being than these two other guys. What's the big deal? Then we had the, which by the way, you actually spoke about this a little bit earlier about actors and like the guild and like the, and the strike yeah. of writers and stuff. The ghostwriter of this apology <laughs> is proof enough that these people need to get paid. Properly. Yeah. Paid the more. apology, mm-hmm. they came out um, and it might seem like this is like a, a like iPhone notes thing that they're putting out, but it's mm-hmm. a transcript from what he said during service, TV, sport and talk. I would like to, I would like to apologize for my offensive remark and what and want to make it absolutely clear that I do not believe that we can generalize about the people from any country, any race, any ethnicity. I was trying to make a point that Checo has fluctuated in his performance this year. I'm, ra- I'm racist, I'm racist, I'm racist, I'm racist. Checo doing in racist. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, fluctuated in performance this year, but it was wrong. To attribute this to his cultural heritage. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think he lost like a finger when he said that? Like hell claimed like a finger. Like you can't say stuff like that, dude. Because he didn't write it, obviously. Right. He's, 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 he's reading what somebody gave him. But like I wonder if, if that goes against the, the patch of the devil that he has. Like it is, it's got to <laughs> right. be. But yeah. Um, last thing I wanted to read before Tasha and I gave our actual opinions. Uh this is my grain of salt. This is the little thing that I can do in this platform to try and just put out opposite energy of what Marco puts out. Um, the Mexico GP put out a statement. I'm going to read it in Spanish. Why, Mario? Mostly people speak English here. I know. And and y'all have nothing to do with this. And I'm sure y'all don't agree with what Marco has said. This is the only thing I can do. So this is what I'm going to do. En el, Mexico, en el Mexico GP, expresamos nuestro apoyo al piloto mexicano Sergio Checo Pérez. 
Los comentarios inapropiados no tienen lugar en ningún ámbito, incluyendo en el deporte. Es importante que se tomen medidas para prevenirlo y que se presenten disculpas cuando sea necesario. Invitamos a todos a construir una comunidad más respetuosa y unida en Fórmula 1, fomentando la sana competencia tanto dentro como fuera de la pista. I'm going to put aside the fact that this is a statement from Mexico GP that I'm reading and not a statement from Max Verstappen, Sebastian Vettel, Christian Horner, Red Bull. You name a team, he, they're on it. Name, name a person, they're on the list. Uh, but this is a good statement. Basically, translate to it is important that measures are taken to prevent this and that apologies are made. We invite everyone to build a more respectful and united community in F1 and to promote healthy competition both on and off the track. So that is the timeline of events up till now. <laughs> Nuts. And this all happened in like a two-day span, I believe. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. What are your thoughts? During this Mario? research, during this research. <laughs> during this research, I um I went through a bunch of articles. I went through a lot of articles. Did I read all of them start to finish? I didn't. Um I started seeing a pattern in all these articles that mm -hmm. I want to call out because We talk well when there's things to talk well about. And I haven't seen people talk about this. And I think yeah. it should be talked about. I understand that if you are in media and you wrote an article and you say that this is deplorable, abhorrent, this should not be happening. We do not condone racism, xenophobia, or any of his comments. Mm -hmm. If you wrote an article about that and you put anything, fucking anything... Related to Checo's standing in F1, Checo's points in F1, Checo's performance compared to Max Verstappen, how Checo did in this last race, how Checo did in a go-kart race, how Checo did any fucking thing yeah. in an F1 track. If you wrote anything about that in the article, you can go fuck yourself with that article. If you cared about xenophobia and racism, maybe right. your article should only focus on Marco's statements and should maybe focus on the fact that they are so incredibly fucking ridiculous that I don't really have adjectives. I wish I was Cameron and I'd be like all these fancy words. Right. But the <laughs> fact that I have to read articles about this shit, I, I am in no way Mexican. I can speak Spanish, but I'm no way Mexican. Mm -hmm. That I imagine a fucking Mexican person actually reading this shit and being belittled while they simply follow a sport. Right. Because you're not talking to Checo Perez, you're talking to every fucking Mexican Absolutely. who is a fan, who watches, who maybe wants to be an F1 driver one day. So I appreciate the article. I appreciate you don't condone it. But if you actually didn't condone it, you would not put any F1 stats and you would make this about what it is, which is a goddamn racist asshole generalizing mm. this time it's Mexicans, this time it's Hispanics, this time it's this. Yeah. But I, I didn't take all the receipts because I know I don't have to. The pattern is there. And yeah. it's been a pattern and it keeps being a pattern. Yeah. To I'm going to give you a chance to talk so I can like be take quiet a breath. <laughs> Have some whiskey. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I 100%. I just feel every time I wake up and I see a new thing said by uh, Marco, it's just like, why do we keep giving him the floor? I don't understand why at this point more people don't... Uh, just stop going to him for comments and asking him things because it's become abundantly clear that like he can't just, um, you know, for his experience in the sport and uh, for as long as he's been there, so much of what he has to say relates back to race and xenophobia and, you know, uh, generalizing and uh, stereotyping 
his drivers and other drivers on other teams. It's just like continually happening. It's actually very like maddening because it's sort of like, look at the world that we're in. I mean, he's obviously very much, uh, you know, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton talks about this relic relics from, you know, old eras. And he's very much that, like that, that old man who's like, oh, well, you know, we're not going to correct him because clearly he's old and senile or whatever. So therefore he maybe doesn't know what he's saying or like, you know, whatever coddling happens when old racist dudes say racist shit. And I think it's, I think it's shameful the amount of articles um, that came out to your point that basically equated Checo's lack of performance with him being racially abused. Because again, this isn't the first time that this has happened. And it's always unprovoked. Not that I think racism needs to be provoked uh, to happen, there, but... There's no provoking racism. You never you know, provoke it's racism. Just, but, this, but, but this, it's literally unprovoked. It's, it's, it's out of insane. nowhere. Yeah. It's out of nowhere. So yeah, it's just very disheartening that, you know, the media that we just talked about earlier, it's just the fact that like, they don't want to talk about things that are happening at, at the level that they're happening. Everything has to be sanitized and sterilized. And, you know, there's some sort of like nuance and context that they have to add to it. And it's like, no, this is just racism. You know, like there's no need to contextualize it in the season that Checo was having. That is totally separate from the shit that he's discrimination. Imagine that. The, the literal discrimination he's facing at work. Like we're talking about workplace discrimination. Any other job that you have, by the way, and that happens uh, even once, but let alone multiple times on camera, like that's a lawsuit. Somebody's getting fired and somebody's getting paid off of that. So I just am like the fact that like we constantly are seeing this happen and no consequences are are coming forth. No one is saying it. Red Bull hasn't made a statement condemning it. Um, you know, F1 media journalists are basically dancing around it. Their articles sorry are about the apology, I, I, not about the way happened. Sorry to interrupt. Like, yeah. In, in my, my opinion. Yeah. Fuck everybody who hasn't talked about it. Absolutely. Fuck Mercedes for not talking about it. Fuck Alpine for not talking about it. Fuck Ferrari for not talking yeah. about it. Everybody who hasn't tweeted something or said something. Yeah. Y'all fucked up. And yeah. if you... Kristen Horner, Total Wolf, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Professor Benotto did it. I don't care. If you have the time on your hands to go to the FIA and cry about some bullshit that this driver did to this other guy or some bullshit yep. that one car has that the other car doesn't Somebody have. Somebody said something. And some bullshit yeah. that he cheated and the other person cheated and this whole fix your car shit. You goddamn have time to be like, mm -hmm. maybe Marco shouldn't be around anymore. Yeah. If you're Total Wolf, you can do that. You can say that. If you're Lewis Hamilton, you can say that. If you're George Russell, you can say that. I'm not saying that they have any fault in this, any fault in this, any fault in this. In an ideal world, Max Verstappen and Kristen Horner already said something. Mm -hmm. But this is not a... They're one and one of the people who should have said something already. But here's a stray. Marco mm -hmm. literally mentioned Max Verstappen and Sebastian Vettel. Where is Vettel's comment? Yeah, so I, like, mean, I mean, uh, yeah. I feel like... For me, when it comes to this topic, because it's Marco, I feel like the responsibility really does lie specifically on like Red Bull to come out first and say something. Um, mm -hmm. One, it's their driver, you know, and it's the fact that like they come out, like you said, every other it's week they're they're driver. trading they're trading barbs between themselves and uh, you know Toto Wolf, you know, oh records do matter and blah blah whatever bullshit. 
Like, I do feel like to me, it's their responsibility because this is their employee. And it's, un- it's unfortunate that we in the public are having to see that these comments are being made. I can't even imagine what's happening like behind the scenes of, of, <laughs> of a day in life of, of being at Red Bull or being employed by Red Bull. And, and so and it just, my, yeah. But, but I don't, I don't want to apply fault to anybody else. It's just that no, this is not a this is a problem <laughs> stemming from Red Bull. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but this is a problem that is is literally just going to be like, oh, he said that shit, and then we're going to talk about Singapore next week, and that's it. Yeah, and it's like I, 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 in no way do I am I saying this is Mercedes Hamilton Rose anybody's fault other than Red Bull. I'm saying like this thing that is stemming from Red Bull, which is not a car, mm-hmm. which is not a driver, not a sponsor. There is this put toxicity of Red Bull aside. This guy is like at the top of it. This guy is like something that we have to talk about every week because not mm-hmm. God knows we don't fucking enjoy it. Yeah. But we have to talk about it because holy shit, the way we just go with like, it's like an improv group where it's like, I'm going to say something <laughs> racist and then the next person just gonna yes and yeah. me. And it's like, oh, hey, we're, we're just yeah. saying some shit. I'm, I, I don't want to be... Well, I mean, there's definitely Critical people of we can, everybody else. It's I, like, but I think there are some people who should be saying. So, besides Red Bull, I think the other people that should have spoken up is F1 themselves. I mean, we have an entire campaign uh, mm-hmm. dedicated to anti-bullying right. called Drive we It Out. One, we race as one. Uh, well, we race as one, but they they canceled that one and then they replaced it with Drive It Out, which was to combat online bullying. After Christian Horner basically said that his employees were being bullied for when they breached the cost. They cap. condone so, bullying in person. So exactly, do it in, do it in person. So, um, to me, this is this is I feel like one of those moments where you don't have clear leadership in Formula One, right? Like you have a very big liability to say the very least uh, in Helmet Marco. Again, not to equate, not really, not to even bring this up, but like it it does matter because it's like F one becoming uh more popular means that you know they are going to begin to have influence within the culture, right? Like people watch this, people dream of becoming a driver because they see people that look like them uh, racing and winning or whatever. They see themselves represented in the different countries that they visit. Um, And so the things that people say in public, especially in leadership positions, matters. And the way that F1 handles those issues matters. And so when they continually just like look the other way and don't ever say anything like, hey, we condemn this, we stand against this, or like put pressure on Red Bull to like get rid of him or at the least keep a fucking muzzle on him to some degree, like the fact that there's just no leadership, this is just to me, another example of why like F1 is just continually going to shoot themselves in the foot as it comes to like from a cultural standpoint, because you're not doing anything against racism. You're not doing anything against xenophobia. You're not not doing anything against homophobia. You're doing things for racism. You're You're literally doing things for racism, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they won't let the drivers protest certain stuff because, you know, it looks bad, I guess, to whoever their investors are. But like to us watching at home, it just looks like you are stifling progress and you're okay with that. And at the same time, you have your hand shaped like a a cup being like, buy tickets, subscribe to all of our shit. Uh, you know, engage with all of our content, read all of our articles, and it, they don't care about the people. These are at the end of the day, this is like a sport racing. And the fact that like every week I'm seeing like racial abuse hurled at like drivers, at fans, 
Like, it's insane to me. And we really are sitting here like I, I we talked about earlier, like my uh, other Instagram account that I have, which is like a whole different niche. It's beauty account and lifestyle and stuff like that. And I've been on uh, the internet. Like on Instagram. <laughs> Don't do that. But I'm just like, I've built, I've been on the internet for, I mean, I've been on the internet since the internet has been a thing, but I've been on social media for like, yeah. I miss that sound. I miss that sound. I don't. I, no, that's Stockholm Syndrome. I'm sorry. Really, really. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I've been on the internet in, in for so long. And I've always known that there's parts of the internet that I just don't go on to because, you know, crazies are out. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced. You learn, that. you learn that with time. Yeah, absolutely. But I've just never, for me and wherever, my little bubble, I guess, that I've created, like, I, it's just always good vibes and good times. So coming into the F1 space and constantly seeing like discourse, but it's essentially just like racial slurs, homophobia, transphobia, like daily. You you can't like you just scroll your Twitter and it's just like, oh, somebody's Again. calling somebody some type of slur. But this comes from the top of the sport because they basically encourage it. When you have somebody like Helmet Marco with a huge megaphone being able to disrespect his own drivers, drivers on his team, drivers on the the sister team, like drivers not on his team or anything like that. The, the fact that drivers are the, the fact that the drivers are not white. Non-white, yeah. It's so but you to, for that to just let everybody just like lets it slide and lets it skate by, it's just so disrespectful but it's just the culture of f1 and f1 has to decide truly like do you is this what you're trying is this the best that we can do and and that's where i'm coming from with like being disappointed in other teams and every other team and in every other driver because i i guess i'm a little i'm gonna be honest like i'm a a little worried that like i'm gonna come off as like dude is mad at everybody and and this is everybody's (laughs) fault yeah this is marco's fault and this is red bull's fault yeah but this is a very big topic This isn't, this isn't like cost cap bullshit. This isn't like so many things that we dedicate so much time to. Mm -hmm. This is actually a concrete, hella evidenced person that runs his mouth in unbelievable ways. Mm. To me, it's sometimes unbelievable because I got a little bit of naive. I'm a little naive like that. Like, I just don't understand how this isn't a... Every team, every driver, probably not Rebel. Every team, every driver, <laughs> everybody just saying he needs to get out. Because while I'm sure it exists, every not everywhere else, but while I'm sure there is racism and there is xenophobia, uh, other places in that paddock, this is the guy who has the fucking megaphone. Mm-hmm. So I am very disappointed that everybody is not now saying maybe it's time we take the megaphone away. Yeah. Starting with Rebel, starting with Verstappen, starting with Chris and Horner. Those are number one, number two, like one and one A that should have said something already. Yeah. And every moment that passes that they don't is fucked up. Yeah. 100% agreed. But this issue is something that needs to be taken care of by everybody, not yeah. just Rebel. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I said, like, I think that it's just such a, it's such a lack of, lead. nobody wants to lead on this issue because, um, and I don't know, maybe I feel like watching F1 feels a little bit like the last, like, five, six years being here in America, like where we have a uh, an administration essentially that kind of thrives off of like misinformation, thrives off of uh, racism, like stokes a lot of fires and like uh, 
throws a lot of stones, hides their hand type of thing. Not not provocative. So the, it's a- very provocative, very provocative. They provoke people who they don't agree with some of the stuff, but they know that, you know, to, in order to keep the base happy, we've got to like we got to fuel the flames a little bit. And exactly. That's what I was thinking. They, yeah. Exactly. And so it's it Beautiful. comes to the it comes to the point where a lot of these politicians that we have now don't necessarily want to align with the extreme extremities of it all, but they kind of can't go back. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, essentially. And F one's in the same fucking boat where yep. they've let so much stuff slide for so long, they've let it become part of the culture. They know themselves. If we come out and say, hey, don't do racist things, don't say racist shit, don't be whatever, sexist, homophobic, whatever, they're going to receive backlash because their fans and people that they've let, you know, into the sport expect that. And now you're telling them, no, don't behave that way. It's not going to. So they but that's to me very symbolic of what's happening a lot in the world right now is that we've let all of this shit go way too far. You know, nobody wants to lead on these issues about racism. I'm seeing like Nazi flags in places that like just broad fucking daylight, you know? And it's like, it's all this big ecosystem of extreme right-wing ideas basically trying to become mainstream. And a lot of people are super like, as they should be, um, uncomfortable with that. And we're having to now tell corporations we don't think that you should let people exist like that and also deserve to get our money. I'm not going to pay to watch something where you're letting somebody get, get by on saying extremist things. And you just get, they say one little shitty apology and we're just supposed to like, forget about it. Like, no, it's all good. Absolutely fucking not. It's all good now. He's changed. He's a changed man. And even in just like, exactly. He's a different man from last week. But it's like, you know, for me, the other issue I feel like is the, even from like a performative aspect of it, the F1's uh, silence, I think says just a lot to me. Like the fact that they won't even perform shock, you know what I mean? They won't even perform, you know, progress. The fact that like give us a template, the the template apologies that that every company has now because they fuck up every day. Yeah, they won't even give us a little template. They won't even do that. But it's just like when you like, what is? I just think about that. I'm just like the fact that like you you won't even perform this type of is you can't even do a performative thing. Obviously, we want real change and real progress, right? But it's like there's something to be said about corporations that are like we're not even going to perform it anymore. What is, who are they beholden to that? You know what I'm saying? Like that you can't even fucking say racism is a bad thing. And it is. Literally. That's what we're, that's what, that's what we're looking for here. So what's that's, that's, that's what we're, we're looking for. <laughs> hey guys. Hi. Hi. Racism. Xenophobia. Damn. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. That sucks. That's what I'm saying. Mexico GP. Yeah. They are, they are the ones who came. Yeah. Why am I not reading an FIA, an F1, a Merck's Verstappen, a Christian Horner? Why am I not reading that statement? Yeah, because they're trying to figure out message? what to say, I guess, that makes them Say he's fucking not fired. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just fire the guy. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I, don't, I, I just feel... I'm tired of hearing his voice. I'm. I get very disgusted by his comments. Like we we do joke how evil he is or whatever, but it's it's not really a joke. Like it's just he's a very bad person who has a very huge voice in Formula One 
and that people keep giving him that people keep giving awesome. him and not nobody in specific but like this he has anybody, a platform to keep anybody to who keep wants to interview him he is granted an interview so it's just very it's appalling to me especially the world that we're living in right now so much is so much is going on um a lot of people want to watch sports as like escapism you know from the world and to an extent sports still kind of have you know politics involved and I mean, you can't remove that fully. We're humans. We're all on this planet together. Like, there's no way to fully remove politics or big social issues out of out of sports. Um, but the last thing I fucking want to see in a sport is, like, somebody being racially abused, you know? And we're just supposed to, like, overlook that. And the sport does nothing in response to that. Like, where do we go from here? You know? Singapore GP, that's where we're going. <laughs> nothing, else, nothing else to talk about. Right, nothing right. Else. So, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna bring it up super heavily during the Singapore GP, but yeah, I'm. But I am going to be on the lookout for what Sky says, for yeah. like whoever says, like, because I'm not. I'm not. I let things go because I can't yeah. control these things. So why am I going to bother? But I hope that this is somehow covered during. Yeah, I'm not saying put it during race week. I'm not saying, but man, I am. Don't Shit. just. Don't just. Just. I am too, actually. Don't let I it am. slide. It's just don't it's don't, don't look, feed yeah. me Singapore GP shit. Don't make me care about free practice. <laughs> don't make me care about this motherfucker who slid who slid or whatever. Unless you say that also that that was a messed up thing that happened. Right. Like the bar is so. They're low gonna have to talk point. about it. They've talked about Checo in every other context this season. Everybody, you know what I mean? Like he's been the topic of more than enough conversations that you can't really just like. But with everything you said, let it slide. Would you be shocked that it just doesn't come up? Would you be? Would no. you be like, damn, unbelievable? Uh, You'd I be feel like, like yeah, that's- I feel like if it comes up, it's going to be very like both sidesy. You know, like yeah. I can see, like you know, like it's just very sitting the fence. The same thing we talk about all the time is just sort of like no one really wants to take a stance on stuff like this. Um, and to me, that's hey, that's hey, a Rebel, shame. Invite me, invite me to the pattern. Yeah, invite me. I'll come. I'll start. <laughs> Please, oh, I'm ready. I've all I always have just been so appalled. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, at least in other sports or other forms of entertainment, it's a little bit like uh, more insidious the way that racism presents itself. You know, very like backhanded. Like, did they really say that? Or like, did that really happen? Did you catch that? But it's like in F1, it's very overt. Like, it's giving. I'm surprised people aren't wearing hoods type of shit. So it's like, um, that's where I feel with F1. I'm just like, yeah, I can see why people don't really want to take a stance on some of this stuff. Cause you know, they're talking directly about their friends, talking directly about people who put money in their pocket and feed their families. Like when you have stuff on the line, I guess the integrity kind of maybe isn't there the way that it should be. Um, which is a shame again, because I feel like the F1 media already isn't trustworthy you know, and it's just like for me, this would be another thing uh, that just adds to that feeling of like we can't, we just really can't trust you at all to talk about what's happening as it's actually happening, not with a spin on it. Like this cannot be spun. Enough spinning. Like let's fucking unravel this shit. Let's let's get into it. Let's talk about it because it's happening and it's we can't keep ignoring it. It should be part of the. Jo- it, <clears throat> it is part of the job, yeah. and it is okay. For it to be part of Checo's job, for us to talk shit on him with regards to his performance on track compared to Matt. Yeah. That's part of his job. It, it's part of his job to be compared to Max with regards to 
points, speed, how they take turns, mm. part of the job. Should not be part of Checo's job to ignore the fact that it's coming from inside your team mm. where you're being racially abused. Yeah. That shouldn't be part of his job. That shouldn't be part of Sir Lewis Hamilton's job. Yuki, Joe, anybody. Like, I, I don't understand how these minorities, because there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 there's a lot of them. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's like it's like it's like cost of it's. I, I feel like most of them would just tell you cost of doing business, like cost of being an F one driver. I no. got There's just gonna be like, you know, there's a little quota, ten racist insults per day that are just like built into my contract that yeah. I just have to be okay. Like, god damn, it's so. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he definitely. Also, see, less, yeah. sorry, but I, I need no, to say this. Don't <laughs> talk about hoods because then you'll give Red Bull merch ideas. Mm, wow, we don't want to put that mm. shit out there. Yeah, let's take a little drinky drink. Um. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going to go with that. Like, well, because you wouldn't be wrong. So there's that. There's that. So, yeah, we're, get, we're getting to that level. Um, in terms of like how they deal with it, I, you definitely, they're letting it slide off their back. And I don't, I don't know how they're letting, they're, and yeah, people can be like, oh, they're getting paid all this money and whatever. But I just feel like there's only so much disrespect, you know, that you can take as a, a person before a check doesn't matter and i i very much think about that a lot like how are you guys functioning in this environment and i guess not to contextualize checo but i'm just like how does no wonder he's not been having a great season like when we talk about the fact that he's not being supported look at this look at the system that he's in how do you perform in this and then you use that lack of performance to actually also berate him further about something that he can't help. What, like, he was born in Mexico. What does that have to do with him being a fucking F1 driver? Literally got paid to. Like, what the fuck? I, so I just, yeah, I just am like, you know, we're victim blaming at this point. Like, I just feel, I actually feel really bad because it's like, man, you can't, you kind of can't talk about the way Chuck was performing without talking about the environment that he's in, honestly. If we're gonna talk, you know, factors that might bleed into it and it's like bro how are you supposed to do anything when somebody that racist is in your is in your paddock with you like no no oh no he apologized it's all good now yeah yeah we haven't heard from Checo. so poor thing media you want to be actually you know yeah you want to actually care about this shit maybe have check man but Checo can't even say shit i I hope he does. I mean, honestly, because he... Tasha was like... I hope he does. What do you do? What do you do with say something and you're fired tomorrow? What do you do with that? Well, I mean, at this point, what's what's more important? Your job or your integrity as a person? He's a father. He's a huge figure in Mexico. Like, he should say something. Not just money, but like, you, no, I mean, I mean, money wise because yeah. I, I mean, money wise because like you have a family, so at the end of the day, person needs to take care of family. Absolutely. So we don't know their financials, da, 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 but like, so by money, I don't mean like you're rich now go party. I mean like you've yeah. got the money to fu- to support your family. So he like, has you know? fuck you money, and I would tell everybody in that motherfucker to kiss my ass and then walk out. And he also, let me just say, I guess to bring it back to Formula One, he did mention or there was some news that maybe potentially he's looking for other teams. Yeah to maybe race to drive for. And I truly like hope that that happens for him because I don't think this is a good environment to be in for like many reasons. Um, but this is definitely one of them. Just like, it's not healthy for anybody um, to be in an environment where you're constantly being uh, berated like this and 
privately, I'm sure it's it's bad. But the fact that it's public to me is just like says so much. Like what the fuck is happening behind the scenes if this is what we're hearing in the public. And so for that reason, I think he should just like take his things and go. The team's already not there for him anyway. So it's just sort of like, what is he losing out by like standing up for himself and finding somewhere else to to be? I don't know. Your second place in a car that you can at least are very comfortable in during race day. Yeah. Where you've been super behind and you can still get second place. We can't get first because whatever, but we still get second. Yeah. And I'm still talking about like, mm. and this guy was in force in, this guy has been in some shitty fucking situations yeah. with regards to car performance, not, yeah. not good old fashioned racism. Yeah. He's been in yeah. difficult situations and like, it sucks because you know, first day in Red Bull, or like when he realized this car's good, I can be good. Yeah. Exactly. So now where it's like, I don't I have all of this and goddamn, is it not worth it? Is it not enough to support to be part of this? Grass is like, greener, huh? Like <laughs> it's it, for for someone who like all could literally almost yeah. and his career almost ended or like until Rebel like yeah. scooped up and picked him up. For someone who literally saw the I don't have a career in Formula One anymore. Yeah. To now be in a team where he can comfortably get second and still be considering like this isn't a place I want to be. Absolutely. No, it's got to be a shit fucking Has place. Has to be bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Has to be bad. You know what isn't bad? Next week's episode oh my God. of Quick Stop F1. I can't, I can't, I can't. Wait, you don't have any final thoughts? That's it? You're just going to wrap it up? <laughs> I, I I will bring all this right, up. All right. I will bring this up during Singapore yeah. if it doesn't get mentioned. Yeah, but I agree. It's, what are your thoughts? Wanna, Let me I'll, ask you this. Let me ask you this. What do you think that the role of the fan is in all of a situation like this. Obviously, we've made a huge... Some people have made a huge deal about this on social media. Um, how do you think we apply pressure to Formula One to actually do something about Helmet Marco? Really concrete, really easy. Every tweet that comes out from F1 and Sky Sports during the Singapore GP where all they talk about is a Singapore GP, maybe we add a little bit like... Did you ask Sir here this? Or maybe we do mm. a little bit. Have we talked about the Marco thing? That's a really easy, small thing. Right. But really, it, the, in concept, it's like we can't keep pa- we can't keep moving past it. Like yeah. this can't be irrelevant a month from now. And and I honestly think it will be because like far worse things are happening in the world that we literally like non F one related that we literally hear about one day are struck and like hurt by it, and then a month from now we don't even talk about it anymore. Right. So like I'm I, I'm not saying that it, it's going to be, but like. How many more? How many more times do we have to go through yeah. this shit before we're like, all right, maybe we don't like this. Maybe we stop this. Maybe we do something. Right. And like in an ideal world, we just don't let it be forgotten, and yeah. we don't let it just become Singapore GP. And in an ideal world, hopefully, at some point, a driver will address it. At some point, a team will address it. Yeah. Like, there's gotta be another Mexican in that in either Red Bull or anywhere else that hears that shit and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. Like. Look at that picture. Um, I'm not looking at that. You you saw that. I think most people saw that picture. Uh, Mercedes put out Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. taking it, maybe signing an autograph and then hugging. Uh, oh, little boy. This, this little yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. Yo, these people. You're you're not just shitting on Lewis Hamilton when you say some racist bullshit. Absolutely. You're shitting on this kid's dreams, aspirations, whatever. 
You know, there's very few drivers at F1, but goddamn, if a kid has a dream to be an F1 driver, who the fuck are you to shit on that mm-hmm. with these comments? So like whenever these things happen, it's like, I am not defending Checo only. I am just trying to... No, it's true. Like, I mean, because like, he, These things have fucking consequences and we just breeze past it. Absolutely. I mean, these guys represent bigger demographics. I mean, obviously, Checo is representing Mexico. Lewis Hamilton represents uh, the UK and also, you know, Black people around the world. Um, but these are kind of universal, like these, these themes of like, you know, uh, overcoming adversity are very like universal, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. even with somebody like Checo, yes, he's from Mexico. Um, but there's more than just Mexicans, I think, who care about him. Um, yeah. and I think it, people like him, um, transcend the sport. You know, just by being themselves, there can't be anything else. It can't change your identity or anything like that. You just are yourself and you're you're working through hard times just being who you are. Um, and so, yeah, in that regard, I do. I feel like, yeah, they represent so much more than just themselves. You know, people of color around the world where we're held to such insane fucking standards, like we've got to be two and three times better than like our white counterparts to even be considered for stuff you know, to even get hired or to even like be successful. You know, there's so much discourse about who's the greatest and there's always somebody of color that's getting like, they're snubbed, discounted, you know, discredited. There's always like some, but, you know, they're great, but oh, what about this, this guy? And it's like, we always have to put up with that feeling of like, man, no matter what we do, it's not good enough. And then to see people who are good enough, who are in a sport where like, there's not many like them. It's just 20, it's just a handful they're the the upper echelon of the sport. And even they are constantly being held to these impossible standards that we are not holding their white counterparts to. White people in F1 could be mediocre as fuck. And they're in a conversation about whatever. I'm not going to fucking get into specifics here, but I'm just saying like, it's just very disheartening to see like what people of color have to go through on such a global level and why we can look at Checo or as me specifically as a black person, I can look at Checo and be like, yo, like I see something in that, that like resonates in me because it's like, no matter how hard you try, you could be minding your business and somebody just wants to. From your fucking team. Yeah. Abuse you for no fuck for existing, for being yourself, being born in the skin that you're in. So it's just very disheartening to see that they constantly have to go through it. And I know that they all have this, like, you know, uh, have to have like their head up high and like, you know, project this strength or whatever. But I just think that there's so much more strength than being vulnerable, which is why I think somebody like, like Lewis is important because he's learned to be vulnerable and the conversations that have happened because he's just willing to put himself on the line to speak about it. I want Chucko to say something. I mean, so much. I really just do for, cause as a person, like, Bro, I think that you bridge, need who to would not understand who would be like, damn, you crazy Chucko. Who the fuck? Yeah. It's literally, it's again, we don't know his situation. So yeah. we are just speculating, but like, who would, who would be like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm not like, I mean, yeah, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him if he went, if he, and he seems classy, right? Like he's not like, he's going to go out and try to like, but I just don't want to hear him deflect or like make excuses. I think somebody needs that to call him almost, out. That would be almost, yeah. That would almost like. But when he go to Mexico GP, the crowd will let them know how they feel. So I think that's going to be uh, highly anticipated for me. Last, you mentioned the Mexico GP. I'm gonna, yeah. Last thing I'll say, and this is a lot lighter, but still bullshit. You know, uh, 
Shackles getting a happy meal. I saw no, that. Don't, no, don't, don't smile. I, don't smile. Why? Not a good thing? <laughs> no. Not, not a good thing. Not a good thing. I'll tell you why. Why? Do you remember what's on the picture? Do you remember? It, he's, what, on cart, right? picture? Like oh, he's on a cart, right? Like a great memory. Yeah. Great memory. Great memory. You know what number is on that cart? 11. Yeah. I forgot what I was gonna say. I, lost my train of thought. <laughs> I, just, I thought they put Max. No, they put Max Verstappen. Oh, There's yeah. a bag with Max. There's a bag that has Max Verstappen's number. I think it's just bad graphic design because there it's an eleven, but the the first one is like red. Oh, thank God. And okay. the second one is like overlaid, kind of uh, you know offset a little bit, and it's yellow, so it looks like that's the one just slumps. has like a drop shadow, basically. And I think that's why it looks like just the one, because that would be crazy, right? Like. I would, you give I, a man a whole meal and then you put his rival's number on the back. Like, look at how irrationally irate I got. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you would have to be like, Mario, it's an 11, please. It's just bad graphic design, but uh, you're, it's valid, though. Be better. It's valid because be not everybody's people. a graphic God. designer, so not everybody's going to be like, oh, let me an- you know, let me analyze the, the way this this bag was designed. So, yeah, it's kind of their fuck oh. up. Yeah. It's kind of silly to I'm do it like that. <laughs> do you want to do you want to close out this topic or are we good to go yeah, yeah i'm i listen uh, i'm good i i loved hearing your thoughts on it like let the people know <laughs> I, it's crazy yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be looking at it in singapore yeah. i hope something happens yeah da, 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 da. if you're still <sighs> watching listening, listening drinking we appreciate it we appreciate, <laughs> drink hopefully that that will help uh get through this one um thank you so much uh we appreciate every comment that you leave uh, on YouTube. We try to engage with y'all as much as we can. Uh, if you ever have suggestions on topics you want us to cover, if you ever have anything you want to uh, input to the show, um, I feel lucky sort of to have any kind of platform to be able to give my opinion about this situation Absolutely. specifically. Yeah. But understand that Everybody who's watching and everything, y'all have a platform as well. Just reach out to us and we'll talk about it. Um, the more we talk about this topic, I think the better. Yeah. And if you disagree, try to be respectful about how you disagree and we'll talk. But I think there Mario is no will talk. I'll do the fighting. So yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best. Um, main pod coming out Tuesday. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Yasha, you know, we're going to be there. Um, he'll probably break down the, 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 wait, no, no GP this time, but uh, you can find us in the Singapore GP where we're going to do the qualifying thing. I hate talking about not, if, if, if racing could become a non double entendre, I'd be okay with Mm. that. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I was just a little bit, uh, um, Follow us, Patreon, YouTube, Spotify. Get in the know, get in the conversation, tap in, leave us reviews. We will read those. Leave us haikus. We will read those. I want a haiku. I'm so serious. Like, we've said it so many times. I'm like dead serious. Write we're not me gonna a poem. Stop. So this is going to yeah. get awkward. This is going to get awkward for everybody. <laughs> Y'all are going to be like 10 episodes in. Like, are they still asking for a haiku? Yeah. So just, it's getting embarrassing. Yes. Yeah, so, right? Yeah. It, it yeah. won't. Not for us. We have no shame. Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody. Uh, thank you so much for everything. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be with you again, Tasha. Same. We'll be back at it after the Singapore GP. Mm-hmm. Um, be nice. Don't be racist. Don't be xenophobic. Yeah. Yo, you don't know what people are going through. Yeah. Just you're going through things. Absolutely. We're here for you. But like other people are going through stuff as well. Your struggles don't necessarily mean more or less than anybody else's struggle. Let's just be empathetic and respectful. 
The bar is as simple as not being racist, man. Just don't be racist. The bar <laughs> is in hell, literally. It's so fucking simple, <laughs> my people. Please. It's like in hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been Mario. You can find me at Mario APM, uh, Mario underscore APM at Instagram, threads, Twitter. I'll be on the YouTube comments as well if you want to talk. Tasha, where can the people find you? You guys can find me also on Twitter, threads, and uh, I don't even know, an Instagram. One of these days I'll update it. But anyway, you can find me at Tasha. <laughs> but mostly on Twitter. Yeah. Come hang out. Yeah. It's fun. Come hang yeah. out. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who's still with us. Yes. I am doing this wrong, but I'm just so tired. Tasha, you're I think losing that's a it. You're losing it. Mario's I'm just so I'm unraveled. I'm, so mad. I'm mad. I'm like a little mad still. So it's yeah. like, oh, oh I'm sorry. Hey, it's Tasha, take things. us away, please. All right, guys. Thank you again for listening. We always appreciate you. And please, no matter what happens in life, keep it on the black stuff. Bye. Peace. Now we can do the peace Bye. sign. Yay. <laughs>